Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and I got my co-host, Elliot Graybeard from Freelance Duck Hunting alongside me, per usual. How are you doing tonight, Elliot? 24 days until hunt number one. 24. I'm pumped. I'm thinking about it every day. I'm making actually in the point of making plans <laughs> For the hunts, I'm on the phone. I'm in in scouting mode. It is on at this point. Nice, that's awesome. I, I will say that I am the probably the least aware of the upcoming day I've ever been. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> you're killing yourself. I'm doing so many things, and so like I don't know. Like, you say that I'm like, oh crap, 24. That's all I got left. That's all the time <laughs> I, I knew got. That was gonna happen. I knew you weren't gonna finish all this stuff, but you've done a really good job. I'll say that you've I'm, done a really good job. I'm going for it, but it's I, I'm not prepared for season at this point because you're, you're saying you're making plans, and I'm like, I haven't even thought about like, like I got to make these decisions here soon. Like where I'm gonna where I'm gonna go for you know till or dove or early goose. So you got all these options: like Michigan, Indiana, Wisconsin. Who knows? You know, I don't even know where I'll be. So. No, I got plans locked down. I got Airbnbs locked down. I got the groups that are going. I've, I've, uh, man, it's, it's on. Man, I must have misplaced my invitation because I don't. Uh, <laughs> you have already said you don't want to come down for teal, and you shouldn't come this year because we've slipped into a drought, which we can talk more about later. But we have slipped into a drought, and so as opti- as as optimistic as I'm sounding, I'm not sure you that we're going to pound them because lack of water that's that's how you always know you're whenever you think you're not going to is when you do pound them so um yeah we'll see yeah we'll see i do i do want to make it out out further west again give till another shot i went i went the one year you guys had a little bit of a little bit of struggle so um (laughs) (laughs) but it was still we still had i mean i still saw more till than i ever had so um yeah we still had especially that second day i'm trying to think yeah it was the second day we had Mm-hmm. a really solid hunt the first day we kind of struggled but it was fun it was definitely fun i enjoyed that time and that especially that i mean the scenery and the place we stayed was awesome too yeah everything about that was fun except we just didn't have our normal teal hunts and the the, the crazy thing about that was is we had option a and b we debated it we debated it we debated it we went to option b and the guys that ended up at option A, which I'm sure we would have beat them there, they all they shot like a five man limit in there. And yep. uh I mean, we think we shot what did we shoot twelve to six somewhere between twelve and sixteen. So it's not like it was a bad hunt. It just no. wasn't your normal Yeah. Wasn't your normal teal opener. Yeah, because what we had five people. Yeah, you, me, Aiden, mm-hmm. Fumbles, yeah. and Ben. So yeah, we had five people. Um but yeah, yeah. no, you're right. Like that's especially uh, most places in the country, people would be happy with that. So definitely. Yeah, solid. But normally we're just pounding on the opener. I mean, it's like, we've been, in, we've been hunting that opener since shoot 19, 90, something like that. And I mean, just generally speaking, we shoot our limit. And a lot of times you shoot our limit before sunrise. Cause we can shoot a half an hour before 
up till sunrise. And a lot of times that we get it done before sunrise. So that was the thing is just, you know, and it, oh, yeah. it's not that we, we shot and we, we shot 12 to 16, but it was like the birds trickled in. So it wasn't like a, yeah, bunch of moving. It was. I mean, honestly, I think we we say it, we're almost giving it a bad rap because the more I think about it, the more fun I had. So um, that was that was because I, I, I keep I keep thinking you're like the birds trickled in. I'm like, oh yeah, we had that one come in and bam, we shot it. You remember uh, the the first bird that Chief went out to? He's like, that's not a duck. Like <laughs> he just kind of sniffed <laughs> it, and he's like, like what are we doing? This is and uh, after he got that first one though, he was he was all fire. Um, but it was just kind of funny, almost like I was almost like a tad embarrassed because I was like, I think that was the first time you hunted with him. Um, but yeah, after after he got that first till, he kicked it back in gear. But the first one he went out there, he just yeah. kind of sniffed it. I'm like, Chief, you mm-hmm. better you better pick up that bird, not in front of my friends. It's like, <laughs> and he, yeah, he, he I'm gonna watch it. that video tonight. I'm gonna go back and watch that video tonight because the setting of that place was really cool. Yeah, uh, it was a frames. I'm gonna watch that video tonight. Mm-hmm. Double wide a frames and like six inches of water. Yeah, so but not oh, sloppy man. mud, not it, the kind of mud that was yeah overwhelming. Yeah, it was. This is definitely when we walked back and forth. It was a little sloppy, but when we set up, it was fun. But not like your kind of mud that I experienced when I went to Indiana. Not like that. Yeah, not uh, not waist deep, ankle deep. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, but yeah, the podcast episode for today, guys, is going to be all about till hunting. If you, as you can tell, Elliot's pretty excited about it. I'm excited about it as well, um, but I just don't know exactly what my season's going to hold for me yet. I got to figure figure that out. Elliot's putting the pressure on me, reminding me that it's 24 days away. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, I guess I'll give a couple updates on the bus and um, all, the, all the builds I got going on, and then we'll go ahead and get into the main topic of the podcast. But um, getting out there in the snake swamp. Actually, the first two series are up there on YouTube. Uh, people are loving it. People are, uh, you know, I'm getting a lot of good feedback from everybody on it. I'm super excited about the project right now. I'm working on the getting the blind going around and all that. So it's it's been um, an undertaking. So uh, <laughs> definitely be looking looking for that. Same with uh, the the bus build. Honestly, that's been an undertaking as well. Um, little by little, I'm inching forward on it. Um, lining up everything to get it all done hopefully it should it'll be done by the chicks in the opener i am i have 100 percent confidence that will help that will happen um just just getting the final touches on it first two parts of that series are out as well um and then the boat builds honestly those are on the, a little bit on the back burner but um for the most part i got all that stuff completed and filmed and i got the last couple videos for both those boats going up on youtube at the end of the month so um, actually after I do them and finish them. So what, what'd you got me going? Wow. That was a, that was a weird word I, I used right there. What you got going on Elliot for your, your YouTube stuff? Well, I've been putting out about four videos a week and, um, just a lot of different videos. I put up a snow goose hunting video today, our boat blind video, our new motor video, so just a lot of stuff going on. The, the only duck project I'm actually been working on lately is with the we've we've got the new boat blind build and when the build was done i absolutely love it. i cannot i cannot even tell you how many compliments i got on that build that charlie did for us and dude that thing but is awesome i just felt like it is and i had so many people's like man you got a patent that you got a patent that's like well it's not mine i agree <laughs> it should be patented and sold is it his but, actual uh, idea like completely yeah that should be it really should be and yeah that's just crazy it should be I want. I'll tell you what you should do is you need to contact him as HTR and talk to him about it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I don't have that kind of authority at HDR, unfortunately, but it, it is definitely a project I think that um that people could benefit in the duck hunting community if someone was to make that. So it's yeah. really, really cool. Absolutely. I honestly I want part- one on my sneak boat because it can be pushed down and then popped up. It's just us. Uh, it'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. And it's so much better than like your scissor like your scissor blind type of thing. Because it's got the shooting windows and it just goes up and down. It's just a phenomenal build. But I felt like there was too much space in the middle that when we get mallards, they're going to look down and, and see down inside. So we've been working on some, and I put this on Marco Polo with the Flyways Collective, but we've been working on ways to make sure that you don't have that big look down from the mallards into the blind that scares them. So yeah. I think that part of that is just grass weeping over the top. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I wonder but if I'm you'll go back. I'm shooting holes. I'm going to create shooting holes and then put the grass on it. Yeah. I, I wonder if you'll go back partway through the season. I think the flip the flip doors are the way to go, but I understand why you're trying to go for that, get reduced the the hole for sure. But if you can do it with the grass that and use flip doors, I think that'll be better. But but we always stand out of the A-frames, and I like I shoot better standing up than I do sitting it's, down anyway. It depends. It just After hunting out of a boat blind, it just depends on the situation. You know, sometimes it's not as stable, so... You know, depending on where you set up, it's not you're not yeah. standing on dry ground, so um, it just takes away. It's, it's a not big boat though, man. It's a big boat. That thing yeah. does not tilt. You'll be surprised. I think that you can shoot laying uh, from sitting down. Um, we'll see. Just we'll see. we're well. gonna we're, we're gonna play with it during teal season because you don't need those holes. But we're, so we're gonna play with it. And uh, right now, the idea is just to have shooting holes for everyone except fumbles. My dad will shoot with flipping the door down. The rest of us will stand up and if we do that if we need maximum concealment that's that's the way to do it because the problem is if you brush that top with the doors on and then you flip one of those doors down all that top cover is going to fall it's going to fall inside because it's laying down over over the two doors you know what i'm saying the door behind you and the door in front of you you've got let's say you have cattails laying over top of that well if you flip one of those doors down you're going to lose all your cattails you're going to have to rebrush every single Every you, single time, you yeah. Shoot. There's there's ways to get around. I think you could make like a two part door where where that door falls down and it holds all the brush, and then you pull that back up and then flip your doors back in, um, yeah. or something like that. But here's what here's my my fear of what's going to happen. Um, let's say you go out with four people and you're gonna have three people standing up. And have you ever been in a boat where three people excitedly jump up together? <laughs> I mean, I don't care how big that boat is. It's going to, that's, that's a lot more wobble than, than like one person doing it. Yeah. I can see like that person's going to be able to control it. But like I've had yeah. where, where I, right before I go to pull the trigger on a bird, a bird, somebody else decides that that's the time for them to stand up to. And, mm-hmm. and you miss, I mean, it that's all it takes when you're talking about shooting a bird yeah. at, at 25 yeah. yards and your, your gun barrel moves an inch, you know? Then you miss. So I will. So I will push back and say, how many times do you see us shooting three people at once? Well, you just said you're going to have four people. I'm just saying when it happens, that's yeah. that's yeah. your that's the fear of what happens. I mean, yeah, I think that there's times where it's going to be corn, you, Aiden, and Fumbles all hunting together. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. and there'll be times where one person stands up and they're about to shoot a bird, and then another bird comes into the set, and you know they stand up too to take their shot, right? And that's going to I think that's going to come. It's going to just happen a few times. Yeah, you're probably season. right. And even even if we have, because a lot of times we we take turns. Like, okay, corn, you're taking the first shot, but the other guys are backup. And it's like if you miss that first shot, so <laughs> everyone will still be standing up in those situations. That's what you think. Like, no, I'm saying that even if it's like corn only shooting, all all the 
all the people in the boat, except the cameraman, are still going to be standing up as well because they're the backup. Yeah. So that plays into what you're saying of if you have three people standing up at once. Oh, okay. I got you what saying. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm agreeing with you on that. Yeah. So we'll they play, all we'll figure it out. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll, we'll play with it. Oh, yeah. We'll it'll, be it. it'll be fun. It'll be a learning curve doing the boat more this year and all that. And I'm excited to see those videos for sure. So me too. We just need the water without the water. Yeah. You'll be. <laughs> You'll just be walking no, everywhere. You know, yeah. Yeah. We'll be dragging fumbles in a sled under mud flats. Oh, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get a quick word from our partners and then we'll jump into today's video. So, first off, I'd like to give a big thanks out to Onyx. Guys, if you haven't checked Onyx out, it is the perfect mapping solution for duck hunters. You can have it right there in the palm of your hand on your phone. Onyx works on Android, it works on Apple. You can pull it up, you can see private property landowner um boundaries also it gives you their tax information so if there's a field you click on it it'll tell you their tax information you can look that up on the map drive to their house and ask for permission it's just that easy literally you can do it at, at your fingertips thing at your fingertips you can know exactly who owns that and if you got permission also public land it shows you all the boundaries for that so you know where you stand and you can stay legal, stay in the boundaries, and you'll never have to do any guessing games and worry about being illegal. So check them out, guys. Onyx, it has changed my hunting a ton, having access to that app and using it almost every single hunt. So um, check them out, Onyx. I want to add to that real fast. When I started living in the area that I live, I think I feel like very few people use satellite imaging. And I scouted with satellite imaging on Google Earth hours and hours and hours. And most guys, I don't think, used it at that time. And I had the huge advantage over people. If you're not using satellite images, you're disadvantaged. That's just bottom line. And Onyx is the best system for that. Oh, yeah. um, two weeks from today, guys, we are giving away a hunt weekend. It's two weeks. Now, Jordan, I've said. That's I, when, actually, that's when the giveaway is. It's not when. The, that's when the give. Yes, that's when the giveaway not is. We're going to have a live stream on the Freelance Duck Hunting YouTube channel and show up to that. And we are going to give away a hunt weekend. We're going to pick one person. We're going to do a random spinner. Um, and I've actually on my videos, on some of my videos, I've said 8 o'clock Central and some of my videos, I've said 7 o'clock Central. <laughs> so. Yeah. So it's, I think, well, it doesn't matter. We'll pick one of them. Yeah. It's either 7 o'clock Central or eight, what is it? Let's decide right now. 7 or 8 o'clock Central. Let's do 8 o'clock Central. 8 o'clock Central is when we're going to start this live stream. And if you want a chance to come and hunt with us for a whole hunt weekend, and we're going to pay $400 of traveling expenses, if you're the winner, it can be you and a friend. To get signed up for this, you need to go to patreon.com slash freelance duck hunting, and you need to become a patron there, and you get to decide the number of entries that you want towards the chance to win this hunt giveaway. We've never done anything like this before. We're so excited about it. So it's patreon.com slash freelance duck hunting for a chance to win a hunt weekend with us this year. We'll figure out, make sure it works into your calendar and we will get it done. So go check that out. Awesome. Also like to give a big thanks to mush and duck decoy spreader. Um, guys, I have to, I have to let you know that we've been saying the wrong promo code. So um, we've got multiple messages. The promo code for motion ducks is duck gun, no spaces, no 2020 X 2021 works too. Um, no duck gun 10. It's just duck gun, no spaces. That's promo code. So use that one when you're going to check out. I know we've had multiple people messaging us, messaging, 
messaging us getting ready for season. So um, check those out. They make lifelike motion in your spread. Quick setup. Within minutes, you can walk into the spot, unfold it, have it right there in, in your spread, and it is a jerk rig on steroids. Elliot and I will not hunt without it, um, especially on those no-wind days. Throw it out there, and the the glass-like water is gone, and you got the motion in your set. Um, just don't take our word for it, though. Check out videos. You'll be blown away by what you see. Uh, Elliot has videos on, on his channel. I do as well. You can see him over at Motion Ducks on their website. Um, but check them out, guys, motionducks.com, and use promo code at checkout for um, Duck Gun 10. Use that promo code over there. Talking about the hunt giveaway, I said two weeks from today, but I don't think I actually said the date. The 25th of August is when that's going to happen. And real real quick, I want to give a couple of shout-outs to some patrons over there at Patreon. One of our newest ones is Joseph, I'm going to butcher this last name, Castiglione. Thank you for joining us over there. And I don't know the real name, but it's Coot Shoot Boogie. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that is good. Matt would love that one. And Hunter Blake, I really appreciate you guys coming over to Patreon. Good luck in the contest. Uh, let me talk about Banded, Avery, and GHG. There's still time. All of their new stuff is coming in. Check it out. They've got the Aspire gear the and uh the aspire ignite gear so go to banded.com check out all their merchandise anything you need before season now is the time to do it awesome all righty let's go ahead and jump into today's video so like we said guys or video podcast man i've been cranking out the videos <laughs> on today's <laughs> yeah. podcast um so like we said we're going to be talking all about till hunting um, I'm going to lean heavy on, on Elliot on this one. They get a lot of till out there in Kansas and he's got way more till hunting experience than I do. So, um, Elliot, let's go ahead. I'll, I'll let you kind of take the steering wheel on this one. Well, you want me just to go through some, some tips or talk about what I've got planned for the teal season. I, I want to talk about what I've got planned. Cause that's what I'm excited about. <laughs> yeah, no, let's, let's talk about, you know, talk about what you got planned and, and then kind of to close it out, we'll, we'll hit up, um, you know, some of the, the tips to better help people, you know, get on those limits. Sure. Yeah. So last year was the first year that we went into Nebraska to teal hunt. And I don't know why that it's taken us so long to do it. Um, Nebraska is the best waterfowl hunting state. And if you're looking for a place to hunt, <laughs> it's a good place to do it. Probably the number one hidden spot in America. Um, no, but it is a great state. And you're gonna uh, we make, went up there last year, had two of the best teal. You're going to make some people mad. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, it is a great state. But anyway, you can't go wrong. There's so many good places to go waterfowl hunting. You can't go wrong with any place in the Central Flyway or the Mississippi, except down to the south. Because they are. Did you know that last year, not a single duck migrated into Louisiana? <laughs> That's what you're, I've been told. You're just trying to make not everybody one, mad tonight, aren't you? <laughs> not a single duck migrated except for the fact that they had a three person bird per hunt average. But other than that, not a single duck. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting off track. Get so, off track. So yeah, so we're going into Nebraska again this year. And, but the problem is, is that we've got a drought that has slipped in. So I was talking to my buddy, Ben Hansen. If you watch um, any of the, my hunt videos or my teal videos from last year, Ben was the guy that took us hunting out there and, and I was just talking to him on the phone and water. Honestly, if you're planning on a trip and I'm, I'm not, I'm not just saying this, 
I would think twice because they are they have slipped into a drought. And all of those shallow water pools out there in Nebraska, well, not all of them are dry, but water is greatly diminished. And so we actually changed our whole plan. Our fear is that those those little pools are going to be so um, overcrowded with people because most of them are dry, or at least so low on water, that the hunting pressure is probably going to be immense. So we changed our plans, um, and Ben has a plan B, which I don't want to mention on air. But he has a plan B. We're going to camp out. It's going to be me, my dad, Aiden, and Ben. And <clears throat> the idea he has on this plan B, I'm so excited about. If we go out there and we shoot a couple birds each per hunt, I'll be happy. I mean, it's just going to be a fun weekend. I mean, I hope that we limit. But, um, yeah, that, what's, the water's What's your tough. prediction? And, if you had to say right now, what's your prediction for how many birds you'll shoot? Um is it just the three people in the group or wait, you said four, eight, uh, four. Yeah. yeah. Four. If you had to, I guess. mean, I would just, I would completely be, be guessing if you want me to do that, because the place that we're going, Ben just found out about, he knew of the place, but he didn't think it held teal. He told someone's like, listen, a lot of teal go to this place and it doesn't even get hunted that much. So we got that report. He's actually going to, he's even going to scout it until like a week before the hunt. So I have no idea. I mean, well, this could, could be a situation where we get skunked. Okay. I don't. I really don't. Know. I just want to know your guess, like, man. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Let's just hear just a number. Obviously, maximum. Right. I'm guessing, okay, based on the fact that the water is so diminished and we know there's water on this place, the teal have to go somewhere. And at that time of the year, male teal are always the ones that migrate first. We know, and they migrate on the calendar. And so... Based on the lack of the water and all the little potholes, and this is a little bigger area of water, I'm going to say averaging three birds a person over Saturday and Sunday. I just, that time of year, with enough scouting time, you can find, typically find pockets of birds. Yeah. So I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess an average of three birds, not limits, but some good flocks and, and a fun time. That's all I'm going to guess. Nice. Um, <clears throat> The next weekend is then the Kansas opener, and we've got the same situation there. Our water is critically, we're in a critical situation with water um, throughout Kansas for teal. And so, and for this hunt, I'm, oh man, gosh, these two weekends, I'm so excited about. We've got Danny Boy is going to come on the hunt. We've got an Airbnb. Danny Boy's coming. Joel Strickland from Surviving Duck Season's coming. Aiden, my dad, and possibly Jake from Chasing Green. So we've got like a whole crew going out, staying in Airbnb. And I just with that group of Christian men, I I mean, I would go even like off season and not even hunting. If if you could say, hey, here's the guys are going, you want to go hang out in Airbnb, I'd be like, sign me up with that. With that with that group of guys, I'd be like, sign me up. So and I know we've got dove hunting in that area. So worst case scenario is that it's a dove hunting weekend with Joel, Jake, Dan, my dad and Aiden. And so we're gonna get out there. I'm taking a day off work. We're gonna get out there Thursday night. And Joel, hopefully Jake, my dad and I are going to spend all Friday scouting. And um, hopefully we'll get some rain. So these shallow water pools with this move into the tip. Teal, love, shallow water vegetation. When I'm talking shallow, the shallower the better. I mean, if you can get four, three, four inches, I mean, they love shallow, shallow water. So if we can get sheet water, shallow water because we've had enough water in kansas that there's lots of vegetation growth we just haven't got the water 
So if we can find any water at all, we will find teal. So, but once again, if you're planning on traveling, if it doesn't rain from now to then, I would, I told Jake this because, because Jake from chasing green, he's debating whether to come or not. And I'm like, look, if you're trading mallard days up here for, for this, stay home. Don't make this trip because we just don't have the water. And, and there's no, there's no rain in the forecast either, but we do have, we had um, actually a viewer of Joel's on surviving duck season contacted Joel Watched Joel's videos, saw my saw me on there, started watching my videos. So he contacted both. He apparently he has this dove place that's just ridiculous. And so we can hunt with him Friday and Saturday. And then Aiden's relatives are from the area. He's got dove places. So worst case scenario on that trip is Airbnb with an awesome group of Christian men and dove hunting. So um I'm gonna guess on that one, I'm gonna say two birds per person would be my guess on that one. I feel a little more optimistic. Which, which weekend that is that one? That is, so the September, the first weekend of September is Nebraska, and the second weekend of September is Kansas. There, So it's like the 11th of September. Nice. But you never know. I mean, if we get, if, if a storm comes in and dumps three or four inches, there'll be, you know, there'll be birds everywhere, and we'll probably be pounding them. But as it is right now, it's, I've never seen it this bad. Even in the drought years, it's been better than this in this area. This is the worst I've ever seen it. I've never thought of going into a teal opener where there's virtually almost no water, but there's some reservoirs in the area that we can scout and they said we can dove hunt. But the worst case scenario, I put out a couple of really good dove hunting videos and and do that thing. But Oh yeah. So those are those are the weekends I've got focused on that I'm actively calling. I talked to Joel today. I've been talking to Jake. I talked to Ben. So it's like all the calls are going out, setting up our, setting up all the logistics of the trips, and it's, it's almost go time. Yeah, that'll get you fired up. So getting getting all that for sure. You got you got any more to add to like your plans, or is that pretty much the end of your plans? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, that that whole section is because I've got Memorial Day off, so I'm hunting Saturday, Sunday. I probably I might take half day off Friday because just to get out there in Nebraska. Half day off Friday, hunt Saturday, hunt Sunday, <laughs> drive back on Monday. And from then, it's like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three-day work week because I'm taking off Friday, scout all day Friday, hunt Saturday, hunt, hunt Sunday. <laughs> so it's like... Within that two week block, it's gonna it's gonna start with like a really intense bang for guys like me who are unfortunately I still have to work my full time job, so I can't just because honestly, if if I didn't have to work my full time job, I'd be going to Nebraska and I'd be staying out there in that area for that whole time. Oh yeah, I'd be I'd I'd probably be going and visiting Matt. I'd probably start out with Ben, then I'd travel on and hunt a few days with Matt. And then I'd head back in it. That's what I would do if I had all the time off. But hopefully, you know. Matt Farmer, not that other guy. No, I love Matt. Matt, I'm talk- uh, Matt, I love both those Matts, but probably Prairie Sportsman was the one I was referring to. But, Dude, you know, you're for those of us that are weekend harder. hunters, yeah, yeah, your beef. With I'm gonna that. have to go back and edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> for those of us, which most people listening to this fall into this category, that we've got our weekends. I mean, to get like four hunts and a full scout day and another half day of travel within that little block of time, like that 11 day block of time. That's like, man, oh, so yeah. much fun. 
For sure. So much what's fun of hunting is the logistics of it. Yeah. The planning, the hanging out at the Airbnb, the the talking, having having a couple of drinks, you know, the evening, barbecuing, you know, I mean the the hunt is the the pinnacle of it. But everything that surrounds it is really it's the entire it's the whole package. I mean, the pulling of the trigger. You think about like over the over all these four hunts, let's say I shoot uh what 30 shots on those four hunts if you take the time in which you're actually getting up to shoot it's like such a small amount of time you're actually doing that portion of it rounding it out with all of the fellowship and the eating and the scouting and the talking and the anticipation that's really what it's all and then you have the memory afterwards and with us we've got the videos to watch like you and i were just talking about that teal hunt from what was that three years ago Oh man, I want to go watch that video and 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 relive yeah. that whole thing. You know? I can't believe that was three awesome. years ago. Yeah, I think that was three years ago. I think two or three. Yeah, but it's just awesome. It's just so much fun. Oh yeah, yep. That's I mean that's what hunting's all about, and kind of the teal and dove and all that kind of an early goose. You know, that that stuff kicks it off across the country. September first mm-hmm. is when it all comes back together. So awesome, kind of hear all all those plans you got going into it. Um, I will kind of add on my plans. You know, I really, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm getting against the eight ball here. I need to like make some plans or decide on stuff. All my focus has been is just getting these off season projects done. Um, with the thought of I'm going to start hunting September first and like not do any of these projects at all anymore once season hits. So, um, but man, we had a lot of fun dove hunting last year. Um, here locally, so that's kind of like a, a no brainer. Hopefully, get a, get permission on. Some of these fields around here, when they get cut, figure out which ones are going to get silage cut first and all that. And early till, you know, I might I might head up to Wisconsin for a spicy till hunt up there. Who knows? Um, I told you a pretty good story about that early earlier, but <laughs> I wish you would tell it. I wish you would tell. Oh it. man, I feel like I can't. So we'll keep that one uh, under wraps. But early goose, man, we have early goose here. We did good on that last year. That doesn't start for us in Indiana though till the eleventh. Same with till. So we got a, a good while locally. Till we can get on that, but until then, you know, if I'm standing around local, I'll be on the doves. Um, but yeah, who knows? I mean, there's teal up in Michigan, and and there's teal here. I mean, they're just not. It's not like uh, it's not like a surefire thing. Like in Kansas, I know it's not. I'm not saying like it's a surefire thing. You're gonna shoot limits, but it's like if you go out and like search for teal on the big public land spots, like you'll probably find find them out there in the central flyway. Um, in Indiana, it's like, if you go look at the spot, I, I killed till out last year and, and I go sit there all morning. There's a good chance I won't see anything, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, or <laughs> it's like, yeah, you just never know. So that's kind of hit or miss for me. The goose, the geese, we definitely have in bigger, bigger, uh, variety and bigger population. So who knows? I, I will be doing as much of all of that as I can. I actually did a pool. I did a pool over on my YouTube channel earlier this month, or actually it was last month at this point. Um, but I said, Hey, what's everyone most excited for in September? Again, this is going to be weighted towards my viewers and in the area I'm in. So, um, but I put teal hunting, early goose and dove. What do you, what do you think? Uh, uh, let's just, uh, let's give you the, the guess. What do you think the percentages would be for those? Mm. Probably early goose. It would be number one. Dove would be second. Teal would be third. And what do you think those numbers would be if you had to break it down? You know, how many people? Oh, percentage. Yeah, wise? percentage. Yep. Um, sixty-five goose. 
You're going to make me do, <laughs> do the math. deductive math right on the spot. So you got sure. 35% left. 20, 20%, 20% uh, dove and, and the rest teal. And 15 teal. Yeah. Okay. So um, you're pretty far off. So believe it or not, it was still, it was 39% teal. So I probably missed, I misled you a little bit by what I was saying, but, and then goose was next at 34% and then dove was at 27. So, um, that, that's an interesting little pool there to see you know, 350 people voted. Um, so yeah, just, that's just some food for that. Interesting to be, if I was to put like what I'm most excited, like if I had to pick my favorite would be teal, but the, the fact that we just don't have them around kind of makes it. I mean, because teal just tastes so good. They're fun to hunt. It's ducks. So you yeah. can do it on the water. Like dove mm-hmm. tastes just as good as teal, maybe better, probably better. Better, I think. Probably yeah. Um, and it's still a lot of fun, but man, it's just not the same as a, a duck hunt. It's the kind of way I'd put no, it for dove. Kind of so rats with wings. <laughs> the rats with wings. <laughs> man, you're gonna. This, that's like a holiday <laughs> for people down south, man. I love dove hunting, dude. This is why people say that you have like you've already trashed on louisiana now you trashed on their national bird and their national well i find it (laughs) peculiar jordan that a state that not a single bird duck has migrated into in the last five years not one duck has migrated in louisiana yet they average three ducks per hunt limit average in the state i just it's odd odd (laughs) i don't get it how that could be i feel like uh you know like when when uh married couples argue and there's like a buddy that's standing there and like the buddy wants him to back him up. Like right now you in Louisiana are arguing. I'm the buddy who doesn't want to get in between it. <laughs> no. Well, we did look up the numbers before we were talking about it and the bird per hunt average in Louisiana. What was that? What year did you look at? Oh, that was two, that was 2007, 2017, which was a, which was a massive down year for them. The bird harvester per hunt average was 3.0, which is better than it was that year in Kansas. Yeah. Okay, just just think about that when you hear people complaining so much about how there's no migration that in the worst year that they've had in the last 18 years, they harvested more ducks per hunt than in Kansas. Just just re- let that resonate a little bit. I just think it, that that just shows how bad Kansas people are hunting. Yeah. <laughs> and how few birds we have compared to them. They've, they, I, I mean, honestly, they, they're just, they're the, the, they have such, so many birds heading there that what seems bad to them is better than anyone else has as far as what the harvest numbers go. Yeah. It'd be uh, really interesting. We should, we should figure out like what year is the most current data where we can grab all that data um, and figure out what the numbers actually would be. That'd be, that'd be a pretty interesting study. Yeah. I'm sure we could. Um, no, we're going to. We're going to yeah. crunch all the numbers, and we're going to look at number of hunters, birds harvested, and then average per hunt based on real statistics um, that we know are reliable. And we're going to. But we just glanced at the year 2017, and we just found it odd that it was their lowest harvest year, and the numbers that we were pulling said three three birds per hunt. Hey, don't throw me in this. I wasn't feeling odd about anything. <laughs> it's a bit peculiar to be complaining about three three birds per hunt. Yep, that's a great number. That's a great number. That'd be that's. I know complexes within an hour of me that the average is one point two five on a consistent basis. Every year, one of the best, one of the main complexes in my area, the average is one point two five. I'm Kansas yeah. is not what people think it is. We don't have much public land. For, per public land, it's a lot of pressure. Kansas is not 
what people think it is. It's really not. You guys see me doing well. I have to work my ass off to find these places to do well on. If you think you're just going to travel here and walk into a marsh and just start pounding, that's not the way it works. This, it's not what people think it is. It's really not. Yep. I feel like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> You got to way off the rails, haven't I? <laughs> only a little <laughs> bit, only a little bit. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, uh, I don't have like a horse in the race with this conversation. Well, we'll, we'll do a little deep dive. <laughs> we'll do a little deep dive research of the real numbers of like the numbers over the last 20 years. And we'll yeah, do a just, podcast. Just look it. for the podcast labeled Kansas first, Louisiana. <laughs> I don't no. know. No, yeah. that's not what it'll be. Of course, I don't. I don't know. I'm not the one that makes the title, so maybe it will be. Yeah, that's what it will be. <laughs> I get to make the titles, just in case anyone's. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, let's let's jump back to teal hunting, in and not Louisiana, in uh, <laughs> just anywhere. <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and jump to kind of to give him the tips for um, the teal hunting. Um, I'm just going to go through just some basic stuff that I have gathered over the years. Um, and I, or I'll tell you what, I'm going to go through just the way I do it. This is the way I do it. I'm not, I'm not saying this is the only way to do it, but this is the way that we do it. Would it work um, in Louisiana to do it this way with the amount? Of, well, <laughs> you know, you have to have ducks. If you have zero ducks, I don't know why, why I'm giving you the opportunity to derail this again. <laughs> I'm just, if you have no ducks, I'm the, I'm a glutton. I for mean, punishment came out with one. a whole video saying, where are the ducks? That whole panel of people from Arkansas and Louisiana, their whole, their title was, where are the ducks? You shot almost a million of them. I think they're in Louisiana. That's where they are. Who, who tell me what state Harvest a million birds and then complains, where are the ducks? I think all the states that harvest a million ducks, people complain about it, to be honest. Does that just not sit? Well, I'm sorry, 800,000 ducks. Yeah. No, more ducks in California were harvested. No, actually, California and, harvested more that year. Oh, a little more? Okay. They, they okay. California harvested like it was like 2.1. Same with Texas. And I think there was another state. And then Louisiana was close up there too. But they, yeah, they had just just south of 900,000. But so the third the third most ducks harvested out of any state. And we're talking about where are the ducks? Okay. All right, just to get that straight. 800,000 ducks killed. You know how many ducks were killed in Kansas that year? 100,000. You started. Okay. Moving on. Okay. It was 130,000, but yeah, I'll let you keep going. Go go ahead with the tilt. I was rounding down. I, yeah. If you're rounding by hundreds of thousands, then it rounds down. Okay. But let, let me say again, I have no issue with people from the South. I like them. I'm friends with <laughs> them. But 800,000 ducks is a lot, guys. It's a lot of ducks to shoot yeah, in a, one year and then complain. Yeah, so. it sounds like a fun state to hunt in for sure. But I've never been there. I would love to go out there sometime. I would experience too. it. I would too. See some old cypress trees and, and some yeah. of those those areas look very historic in their duck hunting heritage. So I'm trying I did to th- never realize how many ducks they attracted until the last year or so. I mean, I've always heard like Louisiana and Arkansas were good states. I never realized like how on, on good years, how many birds actually end up like when we looked at that banding data. Oh yeah. That's crazy. I mean, the amount of birds that in, in all honesty, 
people have a a history of this is how it is in a state. And then when things decrease, that's their experience. And they're, and so it may be better than other states, but to them, it's still a decrease. So I, in all honesty, I'm, I'm yeah. doing a lot of joking around and stuff. I do get, I mean, there I is, get it. there is a reason why there's so many people who want to hunt in that state, right? When you have, absolutely, because the duck hunting is, it's such a fun thing to do when you're out there mm-hmm. smashing birds. Like that is the, the most fun hunts. Like when you think about a year, I mean, there's definitely other things. It's all not, we always say it's not all about the numbers, but like, let's be real. The numbers are definitely a part of it, you know, and, and we talk, mm-hmm. we've talked about in the past being a kill dependent hunter um, is like, we, we all try not to be a kill dependent hunter, but you still have to be like getting in the game, you know, and in Louisiana, yeah. it sounds like you're always in the game. So yeah, if you do have a decrease from what you're used to, if you're used to, almost always shooting limits or almost everybody's mm-hmm. shooting, you know, three birds. And then all of a sudden for five or six years in a row, um, it goes down to half that or whatever it is, you know, um, I can see how people would get annoyed for sure. But absolutely. I, I can too. But from my point, I've just heard over the last four or five years, ducks aren't making it South. The ducks aren't making it South. Oh, what's going on? What's going on? The ducks are making it South. Then I look at the numbers and I see they're still killing almost, you know, 800,000 yeah. ducks. But if you're if you're down thirty percent, it's just like it didn't it didn't yeah it just didn't meet my expectations after hearing everyone complain about the migration not getting south yeah it just didn't meet my expectations to see that they still are the third largest harvest state in America at eight hundred thousand ducks I mean they did have one year where they were just over five hundred thousand but I'm just saying it and and I again I'm just joking and playing around but it just didn't meet my understanding of the situation oh yeah yeah so I hear you all right. Do not sidetrack me again. I'm trying to talk about teal. <laughs> you you just have a gasoline and a match in your hands. That's that's my so. goal on any podcast or anytime <laughs> I collab with anybody. I just want to <laughs> watch it burn. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we started out using mallard decoys for many, many years of teal. And when we started with mallard decoys, we used mallard calls and no spinner. And, th- and it was a pass shooting game. We did not decoy teal and then once the spinner and people will say it's spinner is the only reason the spinner is not the only reason although the set this teal love spinners no doubt but teal also love teal calls and they also prefer teal decoys although you can shoot lots of birds over mallard decoys if you don't have teal decoys and you don't want to buy you don't want to buy them use the mallard decoys use the hens that's fine I use the teal decoys. That's we like to match what it exactly looks like. We use teal calls. Um, we use about four dozen teal decoys, but a dozen or two is fine. If that's all you've got, a dozen or two is absolutely fine. You can use that. Teal love moist soil vegetation, smartweed, millet, barnyard grass, which is wild millet, plant millet. They love it. Um, so look for shallow water and flooded vegetation. Or, and I think less people realize this, the teal also love invertebrates in mudflats. And when I mean mudflats, I'm talking an inch, two inches of water where you can see their little legs when they're in the water. They will get into those areas and just devour the invertebrates. So you can find them. Sometimes you can find coves of lakes back up in there that's just mudflats. Now, those places are really, really hard to hunt, but you can find teal utilizing those. So just out pick some areas that you think might have some marshes some shallow water and just go out and scout look for them you're you're typically going to shoot most of your teal 
from a half an hour. Then in our, I'm our state, you can start shooting a half an hour before shooting time. And then, um, you know, for the first couple hours during the day, they will hide. So if you go and you scout a marsh and you're driving around midday and you're not seeing teal, that does not mean they're not there. I'm telling you, blue winged teal can hide like you would not believe. They can be right under your nose. I've walked in marshes before where um, I don't even know they're there until I get 20 yards from them. Boom, there's 200 flying that I bust up. They can hide in those weeds like you absolutely wouldn't believe. But just get out and scout them. Find them and go try, man. It's it's a short hunt. It's fun. Not as many people do it. Just go just go give it a go. It's it's a good way to kick off the season. Oh yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, I think this is probably a pretty good place to go ahead and cut it off before Elliot uh, you know, burns all our relations with anybody from Louisiana or anywhere in the south. So <laughs> I hope everybody is chomping at the bit to get after the birds. I know. I mean, I know we both are, and I know that our viewers are too. I mean, we got we got the most hardcore duck hunters listening to us uh, all year long. So I know you guys are excited as well. We can barely wait. Um, just around the corner. Any any last words, Elliot? No, I, I do hope you guys realize that I'm having fun. I'm playing. I don't. <laughs> I'm not trying to piss anyone off. I'm being. I'm being emphatic and having fun playing around. But um, so not trying to make anyone angry for sure yeah well i think you are so (laughs) (laughs) there are some uptight people out there if you you hang around with guys and you can't be take being teased well then i don't know (laughs) i don't know all righty folks thanks for tuning in for another episode i'm jordan from deccan chronicles elliot from freelance ducking and we'll see you guys on the next one